ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. It is October the 4th of 2022. This episode will be my Monday night football review and my court and my first quarter of the NFL season power rankings slash grades. I will get to <laughs> look these intros. I'm going to have to start working better on these intros, but I promised I was going to do a podcast today and it was, I am going to talk just a little bit about what happened last night on Monday night football. I'm telling you rivalry games always deliver, but I said I was going to be doing power rankings. Um, well, I said I was going to be doing grades, but I kind of switched it to and did a power ranking and then decided, oh, I just put a grade on them too. I think grading them was a little harder than doing a power ranking. But yeah, I'll also be talking about who's my MVP. I mean, who are the top MVP candidates, my most surprising team, Lisa. I mean, just all this shit, you know? But Monday Night Football last night, I said rivalry games deliver. They and it delivered a little bit. I picked the 49ers and I had a hard time I had a hard time explaining myself why the 49ers that was a team I picked, but I said, "Look, the Rams don't have it right now. Their O line. I mean, look at their O line. Their whole interior was, their whole interior, the whole interior offense line wasn't there. Actually, their whole offensive line wasn't there. Nick Bosa had his way too, and and, and this was without the Niners having Kinlaw and Armstead. I don't even think Armstead was there, and it, it was tough. Humanga, Umanga, he had his way." Um, though I mean, defensively, D'Amico Ryan's what he's done to that 49ers defense over the years, it's incredible. But, 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 but that's not the point. That's not the point here. The Los Angeles Rams, I don't want to say they're they look like frauds, but they don't look hot, they don't look too good. That Super Bowl hangover is real, and it's all Cooper Cup. I mean, it, it's this is the same offense. This has been the same offense since the season started. I think sometimes you need to actually lose for people to pay attention to this shit. Because this has been going on all year. It's Stafford, who's not really playing well either. He has literally no offensive line anymore. And he's just throwing it to Cooper Cup. It's simple as that. Allen Robinson was nowhere to be seen. This might be one of their worst free agent acquisitions of the McVay era. Sean McVay is a smart man, but Allen Robinson might be one of his worst signings since he started uh, his tenure there in L.A. I mean, Jesus Christ. The the uh, trade, the trade uh, for Robert Woods, it looked like Tennessee won that trade, but man. I mean, the Rams... The Rams didn't re-sign Robert Woods, but I mean they didn't keep Robert Woods, but I didn't know it was going to impact impact them this much. They're slow playing on re uh, on getting back Odell back back into the team, and it's hurting this team. I already said before the season started they don't even have that kind of depth to uh, to be horsing around. Maybe they're not as good as we thought they were. But I, I didn't think this team was as good as last season. 
and that's and that is facts not only are they a little banged they're a little banged up too and in the trenches they they don't have they don't have anything they couldn't even sack Garoppolo once last night that's saying something when you have and i know i understand donald gets double teamed and shit but usually that opens up for the rest of the players but sadly no Sadly, that's not um, that's not what ended up happening. This team is lacking a lot. Their their next game is against Dallas, and that looks like a nightmare. Now, am I saying I'm picking Dallas over the Rams? Not quite yet, but on paper, it doesn't look pretty. They have to play another team with an excellent pass rush, with a good corner. And what I mean by good corner, I mean you're gonna have a, a quality, good quality player on Cooper Cup. This is gonna be one of those games where the best out of Stafford's gonna have to come out. Oh, and they didn't run the ball well. I don't know what the whole hype around Cam Akers is and Daryl Henderson, but it's not there. I don't see it. It's a Super Bowl hangover. It's a Super Bowl hangover, and this team will they be fine? I think they'll be in the playoffs still. But Stafford was horrendous. This offense is horrendous. They don't have the horses this season to compete at the highest, highest level. And like I said the other day, these NFC teams, the top three NFC teams coming into the season were the Packers, Bucks, and Rams. And uh, what's been going on with these three, uh, these three teams? I called it. I may not be able to explain myself well, but I called it. And the 49ers, by the way, you're going to see a lot of this all year. You're going to see games like their shit show against the Broncos where their offense was nowhere to be found. And games like yesterday where they just bullied the Rams. By the way, quick note, the Rams have a seven-game losing, a seven-game home regular losing streak. Yeah, a seven-game losing streak, okay? Seven-game regular season winning streak. I said home. No, it's a, they haven't beat the – the Rams have not beaten the 49ers since December of 2018. And, yes, I, I, I understand. The one – their one win, the Rams' one win was when it mattered most in the NFC Championship. Isn't, it, isn't that just unique? Sometimes it's, you can beat a team often, but in the playoffs you falter. It's kind of like the Cowboys back in the day. They Every single game, they were just beating up on the Giants every game. But the only game everybody remembers was in 07, that playoff game when the Giants beat the Cowboys. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of that case right now. I know the, I understand the Rams are the champs, but this is what happens when you're, when you're the champs. You're not going to be able to keep all your players. Not only that. Everybody's coming for your ass. You have such a high target on you. And credit to the 49ers. This that is what I came to expect from this team. This is why I picked them very I don't remember if I picked them to I actually I picked them to go to the Super Bowl if Lance was the player we thought he could be. Not only was it not looking well, he's not even there no more. He's he's out for the year. So I'm holding off to that pick. So far, I, I think my pick right now to to go to the Super Bowl, to be quite frank, it's Philadelphia. 
I can't even say that confident with uh, with confidence. The NFC is really weird right now. But the 49ers defense, they're going to miss D'Amico Ryans when he's gone. That man's going to be a head coach by next season. Um, it, it's a shame. It's a travesty that it doesn't have an offense to complement it. has a great offensive mind in Shanahan. It, it used to have a great offensive line, although it, it played well last night. Uh, great weapons. They finally got Debo Samuel going. He had like over 170 yards or some shit like that. Yeah, Debo Samuel had 115 yards on six uh, receptions. His yards after catch numbers are insane. Ayuik um, got involved. Jeffrey Wilson, he's as solid as a running back as it gets. And that is, this is a team that's not going you're not gonna be able to fuck with throughout the year. The Los Angeles Rams, they get up for big games. That's this is why nobody going into last season's playoffs wanted to play that team. It's a really really good defensive team. They know how to, they know how they want to play and they'll play it that way. Yes, Garoppolo is a thorn on their side, but let's be honest. It's better to have a good quality quarterback, a solid starter, than to not have one. If your season, it. it if your quarterback goes down, your starting quarterback goes down, a lot a lot of times more often than not, your season's over. Now it's not. <laughs> Am I guaranteeing Super Bowl? Hell no. But that, that's the interesting thing. I, I predicted the 49ers because I know they have success against these Rams. They have their issues are different. They're they don't have issues against the Rams. A lot of their issues are self-inflicted. Kind of like what the Rams are going through right now. Now, uh, that's it for the Monday night game. That is it for the Monday night game. Now, the I'm going to be doing my power rankings now. This is just based off the first quarter of the season. And just bear with me, okay? Just bear with me. This list is based off... It's based off of record, too. That's based off your, especially the last place team. It's based off of record, but it's all, it's not just record. It's record how great you've played. Sometimes as a tiebreaker, I will sort of implement this little thing where I'm like, okay, if these two teams played, who the hell would win? Because sometimes some, you're not always, I hate the, I hate the term. You're as good as your record says you are. No. That only matters when you're going to try to get into the playoffs. Now that is when it matters. In the meantime, no, it doesn't. Just because you're two and two doesn't mean you're not a bad. I mean, you're not a good team. Just because you're four and zero or three. Hey, last year we don't forget last season the Broncos and the Carolina Panthers were three and zero, and neither one. Neither of them were able to win eight games, so that's just just putting that just putting that out there right now. So I'm gonna start with number thirty. I'm actually not gonna go very slow on this. I'm gonna try to speed it up. Number my number thirty-two team. These are for the power rankings. The Houston Texans, oh three and one. I, I've like they. I I understand how well coached or how solidly coached they are. 
they seem to they seem to finally get it a little bit, but they, they like too much talent. They're not winning. They're the only winless team in the NFL. It's hard for me to really put them higher than anybody. And yeah, they like the horses in in general. Thirty two is Houston. I gave them a D plus. I can't give them an F. They they're not that dog shit either. So uh, next team up, thirty one. The Houston Tex. Oh shit! Uh, the Washington Commanders. These guys are pathetic. Look, I'm giving them an F minus. This team should not be one and three. And if they were one and three, they could have at least played like the Lions in a way. They can at least be as competitive as Detroit was, even Houston or Atlanta. They're not. They haven't been very competitive in some of these losses. Actually, in most of them. Dallas and Philadelphia just shitted all over them. And I understand Philadelphia has the team they have, and Dallas uh, has the team they have. But it was awful. Well, not only does Washington, not, not only are Washington's players not playing up to par. They're just committing silly turnovers, mistakes, not good coaching. It's all going downhill right now. At this rate, Carson Wentz will not be their starter next season. Number 30, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I really went back and forth. Who's worse, the Panthers or the Commanders? Who gives a shit? They're that bad. I'm giving Carolina a D-. minus. Yes, I'm not giving them an F. I can't give them an F yet. Uh, their defense is actually showing up. Their defense actually cares about winning. And as bad as this offense is, well, look, D look a D minus is so bad either way. It's it's bad. These guys, this, this is one of the worst teams in all of football. And look, they're going to win. They're going to probably win a, a couple more games. They will. They're probably going to be on a on a really bad team too because. Their defense might be able to create takeaways. And may and maybe there'll be a game where Mayfield doesn't turn the ball over. And and they'll probably give the bottom McCaffrey more times than not. If they can do that, they, they can actually win six or seven this year. They're not doing that. And it's looking bad. So this is an outlook or predictions. This is just how it's gone. See, they didn't have high predictions. They, I mean, high, they didn't have large expectations the Carolina Panthers did not have high expectations but they're somehow still below them they're still it's unbearable how bad their offense has been anyway moving on how about a real football team at number 29 the uh the Detroit Lions this team should not even be this low the teams ahead of them I I could I couldn't I didn't have the balls to put the Detroit Lions ahead of some of these other teams. I'm giving them a C plus. Yes, the number freaking 29th team in the league, in my opinion. I'm giving them a C plus. They, they've played well. They've showed more than a, a, a team this bad should be showing. Their offense is actually nice. <laughs> they, they actually have a very, very respectable offense. And it's not just an offense that's playing well. They have good players, too. Very good receivers. Good tight end. I would almost say a great elite offensive line. But it's a, it's a hell of an offensive line, what they've been able to do there. Jared Goff is actually good. I mean, he looked average last year. He's good now. So far. 
And if it wasn't for how bad this defense was, I mean, who would win a game? The Carolina Panthers offense versus the Detroit Lions defense. So, uh, yeah, the Detroit Lions defense is doing a number on them. This Again, I said, I said yesterday, this is the number one offense in football. This is the worst defense in football. Just FYI right there. And that's what, and if it wasn't, if this team had an average defense, this is a playoff team. This is what's so nuts about this. So, yeah, number 29 was Detroit. Number 28, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, just a week ago, they were probably in the 30s. But De- look, the Vegas Raiders, on paper, they're probably better than some of these other scrubs. But I'm giving them a D plus. You're in the AFC West. You had a, you probably won the off season. Made great acquisition. I don't know about their head coaching hire, but you know they made great acquisitions. Spend money on players they needed, but lacked the depth to really make. Well, here's the problem. They don't. I picked them last place because they don't have the depth that the Chiefs have and that the Broncos have. Not only that, they don't. They also lack the talent that the Chiefs, the Broncos, and the Chargers have. The Chargers, uh, their depth is a little questionable. Now that these injuries are piling up on them, they have some high-end talent. The Chargers have some high-end talent. Not that the Raiders don't, but they have some high-end talent at premium positions. They got edge rushers. They got a great offensive line, great quarterback, good run game. Good receivers, solid secondary. I mean, you tell me that about the Chargers. But anyway, and and the last thing but not least with the Raiders, um, they have a good quarterback, not an elite one. They have the fourth best quarterback in the division, and there's four teams. So the Raiders, I thought they were already coming at a little bit of a disadvantage. For as solid as they look on paper, they're not the best team in the division. And they're playing like it. They're playing like they're not one of the best teams in the division. At least that prediction's going pretty well, too. They're one and three. They honestly shouldn't be one and three. They should be two and two. They should have had that win against the Cardinals. And the Raiders have ways to go, and they got the, the Chiefs next. I don't have them winning that game. So yeah, the Raiders. Number twenty eight. I give them a D plus because for the players, for the quality of high end players that this team has, this shouldn't be happening. This shouldn't be. I don't know why they're shooting themselves in the foot like this. And it took them a while for some of the star players to actually perform. So, number 20. Oh, fuck am I at? Oh, number 27. Number 27, the New Orleans Saints. Look, I. Look, from 30 to 32, those three teams are just so bad. Those teams, that's the that's the basement of this list. But from 29, from number 29 all the way up until, all the way up until 23. From 29 to 23, this list is interesting because these teams are all not very good. But they actually shouldn't be this bad. Like, it wouldn't have shocked anybody if these teams were three and one. It wouldn't have shocked anybody if 
these teams made the playoffs. Uh, some of them are just disappointments. So we're going to get to it. I already said the Lions. I already said the Raiders. They're part of that list. Next team, part of this, uh, part of that tier, I should say. So of all these teams in this list, I've already said the, the Lions, the Raiders, and now I got the Saints. The New Orleans Saints, I could have easily saw 9-8. and 10-7, they're 8-9. Right, they're going to be right around the cusp. I still think they can do it. But these injuries are going to pile up again. I don't think it's going to be as bad as last season's um, last last season's injuries. But this team, the foundation is still there, but it's it's sort of an aging team. Their defense is still going to keep them in games. Well-coached defense. But lack of O-line depth. They got some great receivers. Chris Olave might, might be the offensive rookie of the year so far. And uh, – they don't have Kamara. They haven't had Kamara for half the fucking games. Winston's not there. Andy Dalton's not carrying his team to the playoffs, even though he's a solid quarterback. So you tell me what you want to tell me about the New Orleans Saints, but they they don't look too good. They, and look, I'm not saying this team gets blown out all the time, but they don't get off to very good starts in any game. They, I think, almost every game they play this season, they don't get off to good starts. And then when it's too late. The numbers, they finally start to put up something, some sort of a fight. And it's, that's not how you win in this league. You can win games in this league doing that. That shouldn't be the plan. That shouldn't be the goal to win games like that. And the New Orleans Saints, they just don't have that same talent that they did a couple years back, too. They're not as well coached anymore. So that's number 27. I gave them a D. I, I thought they'd be a C-plus team, okay? I thought they'd be the second... I thought they looked like the second-best team in the division, but they don't look like the second-best team in their division. That's the other thing. And uh, so, yeah, number 27, that's them. 26, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Actually, now that I'm looking at this list, I think the Steelers should probably be worse. Pittsburgh should probably be – you know, I might have messed up. I think Pittsburgh should be 29th. Their opening day win against the Bengals was something. You know, I thought this. You know, when I thought about that win, it reminded me of last season. You know, there's games last year when the Steelers looked so tough. There's games where they look like scrubs. They're a well coached. They were a well coached team. They had some good players in certain positions, but injuries piled up. They have a. They have too many young players at certain positions. Overall, defensively, they don't have the same kind of caliber of players that they once had. And in four games, it's starting to seem that at least some of these other teams can kind of come back and compete. But the Steelers don't look like they're going to compete. Pittsburgh, don't be shocked if in my next rankings, Pittsburgh's, I don't know, 32nd? It wouldn't shock me if the Steelers were the worst team in football in the next, within the next uh, couple weeks. Their schedule is brutally, brutally difficult. And they have, and there's some games where they weren't very competitive. They've, they, it's not like they've been losing to a bunch of juggernauts either. They beat Cincinnati week one, but they, they lost to New England. They lost to the Jets. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm actually right now trying to think which was the other, which was their other, oh, and the Browns. 
So all these teams I named you, they're 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 not they don't suck. But those were winnable games. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh should have been two and two going into this uh going into this uh uh rankings I just did. They're one and three, and they're about to enter a difficult uh, difficult stretch in their season. So yeah, Pittsburgh, I'm giving them a D. Not some of this is on injuries. It's not all their fault, but I'm surprised it took four games to put Kenny Pickett in. So that's 26. Number 25, the Indianapolis Colts. What a shame they've been. First of all, they have been tragically ashamed. And uh, Indianapolis, I gave them an F. <laughs> I gave the Indianapolis Colts an F. And this team could still compete. Their record is what one, two, and one. They they win another game. They're already at five hundred. But the problem is they don't look very good losing. See, some the Lions look good losing. You almost feel sorry, but you don't feel sorry for the Colts. You get mad. Some they make you mad when they lose. They don't look good losing. And their win against the Chiefs looks like an anomaly. And I'll be saying this over and over every week. That win against the Chiefs, it looked like a fluke. They have sort of, they, they actually have decent players to be doing more. But they lack enough depth to be doing anything. There's certain positions where they're awful. And the O-line is has let them down significantly. So has the run game. So that's that. 25, the Chicago Bears. I thought the Bears would be fucking 31st going into the season, at least. But the Chicago Bears at 25. I'll give them a C plus. Look, they're very flawed. Their season can still go downhill. I'm, I'm expecting it anytime soon. Justin Fields doesn't look like the answer. But they figure out ways to win. Defensively, they're not as... They didn't take a dip defensively. You know they don't have that kind of they didn't have the kind of drop off defensively that I was uh, projecting, and the run game still looks like it's still doing well. But the Bears, you know, hey, they're two and two, but I, I still don't I still don't see the quality there in this team. Number twenty, that was twenty five. Holy shit. Oh no no no! I yeah I, I, no. Excuse me, I messed up with the Bears and the Colts. The bear, the Bears were actually my twenty fifth team. The Colts were my twenty fourth. Quite honestly, the way I just said it is correct. I I am just talking about these two teams. I think the Colts should be even lower than the Bears. So yeah, screw it. Twenty third now. I already said I already mentioned both of these teams. Twenty third. Um, the New England Patriots. I feel like I really, I feel like I messed up with the numbers. I don't know what, I don't know what happened. I messed up with the numbers. Twenty third. You should see the way I wrote these. Twenty third, the New England Patriots. C plus. They're, yes, I rank them higher than most of these teams. They're probably the best team of this tier because they play like it. They haven't actually been destroyed. The the, the Dolphins beat them, but the Dolphins didn't whoop their ass either. The Ravens beat them, but they didn't whoop their ass either. Packers beat them, but they didn't whoop their ass either. I mean, the Patriots could have probably beat the Ravens if they weren't turning the ball so damn much. And they did the same shit against Miami week one. And then they almost beat Green Bay with a third-string quarterback. So, yes, 
the New England Patriots lack the talent that they have. They've had had in a few years. Not having McDaniel's as their uh, offensive coordinator might be affecting them. They didn't do anything in free agency to uh, improve this roster. Huh, but they're still well coached and they hang around in games. But yeah, they're one and three. I'll give them a C plus just because of that. Just because of that. Number 22, the Seattle Seahawks. A team that I thought was going to be among the worst in the league. They're quite competitive. They're quite competitive. Now, yeah, they had their games against the Niners where you could tell they were on a different class, on a different tier than that team. But they can beat the teams. I mean, they can beat teams on their own level. They're still well coached. I don't like their defense. And, and it shouldn't be playing that bad to begin with. Uh, but the run game has stepped it up. And they still have some horses there to make shit happen. Know, you know, quite frankly, I don't know how they pull some of these wins. I don't know how they beat the Lions still. But it's not sustainable. But this is not about projections. This is about how they've played. That's why I'm giving them B-. minus. They've surprised me a little bit. Number 21. The Arizona Cardinals, they're two and two. I'm giving them a C minus. What can you say about the Cardinals? When they look bad, they look bad. But when they look good, it's still not good enough. And uh, I feel like some of their wins are at the dispense of the other teams. I mean, you can't tell me they they beat the they beat the Raiders because they were a much better team. The Raiders kicked themselves in their own ass. And the Panthers did the, did the same shit to themselves. But with with guys coming back soon, you can almost feel that there could be a, a turning of the tide, at least maybe. And the division so far, I know Seattle's 2-2, two and two, but everybody's 2-2 two and two in that NFC West. They have a puncher's chance. Number 20, the Cleveland Browns. I gave them a straight C. Let's be honest with the Browns. They could have easily been 4-0 also. They should have never lost that game to the Jets. Especially the way they lost that game. And they should they probably shouldn't have you lost this uh previous game. Now, this previous now, okay, maybe the Falcons I did predict them to lose against the Falcons, but they had all those injuries pounding up. They could be three and one right now, realistically. Instead, they're two and two, and like the Pittsburgh. They're about to play a much tougher uh, schedule. So they could be having a losing season by the time Deshaun Watson gets back. They better hope that the rest of these teams in the division just keep slipping up. Because there is no number one team in the division right now. They're tied in the standings with Baltimore and Cincinnati. It won't last long, though. They're, they have talent and they have a run game that will keep them in games. But the defense has got to get better, man. Next up, number 19, the New York Jets. I didn't think they would be this high, but it, it's about time. They have to be. With the way they've been spending, with the way they've been drafting, the, the, draft, the, the drafting's actually not been bad. And that's why they brought Robert Sala a while back ago. I'm giving them a B-. minus. And look, they're not – when they've lost some of these games – they look like the typical Jets. But yes, the first three games were with Joe Flacco. 
time will tell if Zach Wilson is really an upgrade and is really the guy there in New York. But for now, they're two and two. They're winning a couple games. They don't. They weren't typically winning. They should have lost that game to the damn Browns, and you know the Steelers had them where they wanted them, and they were they were able to be more resilient. So credit to them. Hopefully, they can build off of this. That's what I want to see. I want to see them build off of this. Number eighteen, the Atlanta Falcons. A B plus. I'm gonna give them. Look, they've they've hung around every game. They're two and two, and they haven't been blown out in the two they lost. The only reason I'm not gonna put them higher than the next couple of teams is because I think these other teams would, would probably beat them if they played them more times than not. They don't. They lack the the talent that some of these other rosters do. Um, I don't know what the long term vision is for this team. I know Mariota won't be there much longer. Eventually, there's going to be a chance of Desmond Ritter to be the starting quarterback. So, yeah, I don't see the game plan with this team, but they're winning. And, and, and it reminds me a little bit of last year, too. They had no business being around 500. So, kudos to the Falcons, though. Credit to this team. Uh, number 17, the Denver Broncos. I could have easily put this team a little lower. I could... To be honest, I could have put this team a little lower. And look, the talent for the talent that they have, they could be a top 10 team easily. Even top five, you could uh, argue. Wilson's got off to a slow start. That is what I said if the Broncos were sent. I said it is, and I called it. That is their worst case scenario. Anytime you bring in a brand new starting quarterback uh, from a team that he spent his whole career in, he he might not get off to a very uh a very high start. You can't expect that. Uh, you can't expect this out of Russell Wilson. Now, he's not helping himself, and Nathaniel Hackett I don't think is helping him that much either. But let's not forget when Peyton Manning came over to Denver, his first season, and I remember this his first season he was three and three. He started off three and three. Now he probably played better in some of those games, but still they were three and three. There was already doubts about him, and should have he came back out of retirement? I mean, he wasn't retired, but should have he retired? That was the thought process. And flash forward, they win ten in a row. Matter of fact, three and three. They were two and three. He won every single game the rest of the season, and they were the number one seed. So don't tell me things can't clear up now. Now, am I comparing? No, I don't think Russell Wilson is as. I don't think he's at the level of Peyton Manning. I don't think he's as dominant as Peyton Manning, but he's a hell of a quarterback. At least he should be. He hasn't been playing that way. That's why Denver's number freaking 17. And they're also 17th because of bad coaching. And their old line. See, that's also what hurt Wilson in Seattle. A bad offensive line. Actually hurt him his whole freaking career in Seattle. And he still has to deal with this fucking problem. Javante Williams is now out for the year. And that looks that looks on paper just so bad right now. Not having Javante Williams is going to hurt this team. Um, yes, they've lost. The games they've lost, they've actually, they haven't lost them by a lot. To Seattle and to San Francisco. 
I mean to Sanford. They beat San Francisco. Um, I'm thinking about the. I'm thinking about their game. I'm thinking. About, I'm thinking about their game against the Raiders. But self-inflicted wounds, not enough touchdowns. If they want to act, they gotta act now. Their schedule, their sec, the second half of Denver's schedule is brutal. It's brutal. Russell, I said it in the in the NFL preview podcast I did. Wilson could get off to a slow start, but he probably shouldn't. The schedule is going to be a little more favorable right now than it is at the end of the year. Moving on, number 16. We're at the halfway point. The Los Angeles Chargers. They're dealing with problems of not being able to live up to their hype. But, you know what? See, at least Denver Denver didn't have too many injuries. Javante Williams hurts. No shit. But they don't have that many injuries, especially offensively, for them to say, oh, yeah, uh, that's why we suck. The Chargers just got hit with a bunch of them. I mean, think about it. Slater, are you kidding me? Bose is going to be out. I mean, those two just hurt bad. Oh, they hurt. Keenan Allen, I, I hardly ever see him around. He's out. So, yeah, it hurts the Chargers. But I, I think the Chargers, you kind of know at least – with a guy like at least their quarterbacks playing well. At least their starting quarterbacks actually playing well. I think the Chargers are still a playoff team, but so far the way there's no excuse to have lost the way they lost to the Char, uh to the Jaguars. So yeah, I'll put them 16th, a C plus. I gave Denver a D plus by the way. 15th. Number 15, the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> This team, the first two weeks of the season, I thought they were finished. But my biggest takeaway with the Tennessee Titans is they're not going to be good enough to beat any elite team. But they will be good enough to hang around to maybe make the playoffs. I don't know how this division's The only reason I don't know how this division will play out is because of the freaking Jaguars. That is it. If, it was, if the Jaguars were as bad as they always were, then I'd be probably saying the Tennessee Titans are going to be a freaking 9-8 and eight division winner. Jaguars, thankfully, have added some intrigue to this division. Because of Jaguars' reputation, I can't tell you if they're a better team than the Titans right now. But the Titans, they finally look like they're a, a, a real team now for the last two weeks. You could almost argue they should be 3-1. and one. They should have won week one against the Giants, but hey, it's the NFL. Shit happens. The Tennessee Titans, if as long as Derrick Henry plays like Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill won't be garbage as has as he looked in week two. And that's the truth. Uh defensively, the pass rush will be there, I think. Their O line, there will be weeks where their O line is non existent, and there'll be weeks where it actually looks nice. Uh they're an unpredictable team. The Tennessee Titans, that's the kind of team you don't ever want to bet money on. You don't ever want to bet money on. I, I bet I bet them to lose against the Raiders in week three. I bet them to lose. I, I bet them to lose um, uh, Sunday, and they won. I think the only game I predicted they'll actually lose was against the Bills. And I actually predicted it'll be a close game. So... That tells you something about the Titans. They're 15th. They're a C plus. I should have given them a C minus, really. Uh, number 14, the New York Giants. Look, with the New York Giants finish, look, at least the Titans might make the playoffs. I think the Chargers can make the playoffs. 
May, who knows with Atlanta, who knows with Arizona, Cleveland, some of these teams. I don't even think the Giants will make the playoffs. But they're 3-1. and one. This is not about projections. This is about how they've played. I can't rank the freaking Giants higher than 14th because I think these other teams will mop them. But they've been 3-1 and one at the end of the day. And, and you can see they're improving. They're an improvement from last year. But they don't have any um, explosiveness to them other than Saquon Barkley. I mean, he looks like the real deal again. But they don't have any pass catchers. Daniel Jones. Look, honestly, they're going to play with a third-string quarterback, I think, in their game in London. So you could already pencil L. And defensively, I'm kind of waiting to see the, these players gel up more. But overall, I'm giving them a B minus. Got to give them credit. Not even, not even the biggest. See, I, I thought the Giants, their future would be bright. I didn't think they'll be three and one either already. Even their biggest fan has to admit. My number, uh, number thirteen, the Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars. A little bit like the Giants, I said maybe. Now, the Jaguars, <laughs> I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, but I said the Jaguars would improve, okay? I said Jacksonville was going to improve. Did I say Did I say the Jaguars were going to uh, compete for the division title? Hell no. I thought some of the moves they made were a little overrated, a little out of the box. A little outlandish, but so far, Christian Kirk looks like uh, a number one receiver, at least. I mean, at least his numbers are backing it up. And the run game, I feel like I feel like the run game needs to be more consistent. On paper, the run game should be on fire. Uh, they have two excellent rookies at linebacker. The linebackers are unbelievable. I keep saying this, but it's true. Defensively, defensively they're going to have bigger games than they did against the Eagles. Eagles just really took them to school. The Jaguars could look; they're only four games in. Anytime a team's on the come up, it's hard to predict. Anytime a team is on the come up and they're playing well, it's hard to predict what's next. Are they going to just ex- keep exploding, or is they going to hit? Are they going to hit a wall? You never know. So I have no fucking clue how the Jaguars are going to finish out. I have them winning next week, but I don't know what the future. You can know what the fuck Tennessee's going to do. I know it's hard to predict their weekly games. Tennessee's hard to predict their weekly games. But you kind of know around where they're going to finish at. There's no way in hell they're a 13 and 14, the Tennessee Titans. No way in hell. But they'll be around 9 and 8, maybe 10 and 7. Jacksonville, I have no way. I have no way to know. Are they just going to hit a big wall and collapse? Are they going to end up winning freaking five games in a row? Who knows? But they're a decent team, and they could be in playoff contention. That's number 13. I'll give them a B plus. They're a little bit ahead of schedule, okay? They are a little bit ahead of schedule. Number 12, the Los Angeles Rams. The defending Super Bowl champs are outside the top 10. They did this to themselves. They're not looking all that on fire. Almost lost to the damn Falcons. That should count. That should have counted as a loss. They didn't even. I mean, the the Cardinals didn't really give them much of a game, and they couldn't really give them deliver the knockout punch on the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I, I already just talked about the Rams. This is useless. I'm giving them a C plus. Number eleven though, the Minnesota. Now this gets interesting. I from number from number nine to number what was it? From nine to like 
from 9 to 12, okay? From 9 to 12, this was interesting. Right, shit, 7 to 12. I mean, this, this, is, this is where it gets interesting. So, 11, the Minnesota Vikings. Are they as good as I thought they were going to be? Mm. Who fucking knows with the Minnesota Vikings? Who knows? I, I said they were going to win. I, I said they were going to make the playoffs. It kind of caught more people off, um, caught people by surprise in their week one win. Look, at the end of the day, they're three and one. This is a team that's not a, a Super Bowl team by no means, but they're three and one. I think they're still. They look like a playoff team. They're figuring out ways to win and not fuck shit up. Their one loss was a, a horrendous one to the to the Eagles. I think that's okay. You could say. I'm giving them a B. I'm giving them a B plus. At least you can see what they're trying to do, but they do lack the talent for uh, an elite team. Number ten, and, and and by the way, I'm with these. When I first started with these rankings, I probably should have started by saying, like with Houston, Washington. I probably should have said, you know, a little bit more of their expectations, more than how they've been playing. But yeah, moving on. Number nine. I mean, number ten, the Dallas Cowboys. So the top 10, we're going to start with the Cowboys. Who's better, the Cowboys or the Vikings? Hard, Kind of hard to tell. Pick your poison. But let's be honest, the Dallas Cowboys are 3-1. and one. I thought, no way in hell I thought they were going to be 3-1. and one. No way in hell I thought they were going to be 3-1. and one. After week one, no way. No way. I thought they'll probably be st- able to steal a win. Maybe best case scenario, two of them. No, I didn't think they'll be 3-1. and one. And they they've kind of looked good doing it. I mean, they're playing with a backup quarterback. What what do people want us to beat? They want us to beat the freaking Commanders forty to zero. Is that what they want? But I'm giving them a B. Now let's be now let's be fair. We're not talking. See, you could argue with the Cowboys both ways. There was projections for Dallas before the season, and there was projections after Week One. Before the season, Dallas was kind of a playoff team. Uh, okay, they're a playoff team. Before the season started, a lot of people thought Cowboys would make the playoffs. Um, after week one, people thought this Cowboys team is going to be picking in the top five or ten in the draft. Even I did. So it dep- depends what the projection is. But I'm g- that's why I can't give them any higher than a B. Just a B. I'm giving them a B because at the end of the day, they're you know before the season, if you'd said they're going to be three and one, I'm like, oh, big deal. After week one, then you would have been like, what? So, yeah, just keep it at a B. Number nine, the 49ers. Yes, I understand the fucking Niners don't have the record Dallas does. The Cowboys have a better record than the 49ers. But the 49ers, I mean, are you kidding me? If if Dallas and San Francisco played tonight, I'm taking the 49ers. Okay, I'm taking the – they know how to play big boy football. Dallas, I'm still waiting to see that on a consistent basis. I already talked about the Niners, so there are, I'm gonna give them B minus. Number eight, the Baltimore Ravens. I, I I argued between seven and eight, but you could you could do it however you want. I'm giving the Ravens a B minus. Look, on paper they're probably a little better than they should be. Lamar Jackson is playing how he should be playing. He's playing like an MVP quarterback. They need to pay that man some money, but golly. I think his offensive coordinator hates him. Who is who, what's his OC? Greg Roman. 
I think he I think he hates Lamar Jackson. I think he hates I think I think the front office is just I don't know. I don't know what do they hate Lamar or something? Seriously, they need to give him something else. They don't give him elite wide receivers. They don't give him they don't even give him a run game. The O-line is not I mean, it's not really what it was. Lamar's having to really do everything on that offense. He is the offense. And he's figuring out try, ways to freaking try to carry this team. Their secondary has been a little bit of a disappointment. It played better on uh, Sunday, but still. But they're number eight because I still think, you know, if you watch their games, they haven't really been. They haven't. Look, they lost their two games by blowing the freaking leads. They blew the game to Miami and they blew the game to, uh, to Buffalo. They're not getting mopped either, so at least we'll give them that. Seven to Cincinnati. They've won two games in a row. And look, they're, they're by the way, Baltimore, they are up a little bit of what I'm, I've been expecting. Cincinnati, I did not expect them to lose their first two games of the season. Thinking about it now, they they should be 4-0 right now. They should have been 4-0. No, they had no business being in that game with Pittsburgh the way it was. And they had no business losing to a backup in Dallas. But, hey, things happened. And now they're starting to look good. I know the, the big plays are being taken away from them. But they're still getting stuff done. I, I would like to see more of Mixon and them being able to utilize Nick, uh, Joe Mixon. So that's Cincinnati. Now it's number six. Tampa Bay. I'm giving them a B. Honestly, I should probably give them a, a lower grade. No, I think B is fine. I, I think B is fine. They've lost a two good team. They played a good schedule, by the way. The Buccaneers, they haven't been playing scrubs. They, they're playing a good schedule. And their two losses came to, I think it's been, yeah, they've lost two weeks in a row now. They're two and two. They lost to the Packers. And they lost to the Chiefs. The only concerning thing about that is they lost at home now twice. But yeah, they lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Packers. Technically, there's no shame in that. But in all four games, their offense has looked sluggish. I think they need to build more consistency offensively. They haven't been able to play all together. Injuries, suspensions, you know, Brady's going. I think he might be going through a divorce now. It's tough. It's tough. But... Defensively, they've been playing great up until Sunday. They got exposed, but they, they should be fine. Are they? Am I picking them to win the Super Bowl? No, but I think they'll be fine. The team, that's number five, and that's ahead of them, are the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Packers beat the Buccaneers, and that's a good win. But the Packers, when they're winning, they just don't look too convincing, like they did last year. They don't look convincing at all, and I'm giving them a B-. minus. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're three and one, and at the end of the day, they're probably the second best team in the NFC. That's why I'm gonna cut them a break. At the beginning of the year, this is what I expected from Green Bay. I did see a drop. Hey, to be fair, I did see a drop off, but the drop off is happening, so I can't put them any higher. Uh, Green Bay does not look like the fifth best team in football, but I can't put them lower than some of these other teams either. I just can't. Uh, just based on the record, too. The record kind of does matter at the end of the day. And it will matter when uh, the playoffs come around. Trust me, I don't care if you're the I don't care if you're the fifth seed. 
or the second seed. I, I know that that will make a difference, but playoff home field advantage matters. Number four now, at an A+, plus, the Miami Dolphins. They, I know they're coming off a freaking L, but bear with me. Tua has been – I don't know. Now, this will – we'll see with Tua down the line. But Tua played better than we thought he would play. The Dolphins were better than we thought they would be. And their resume speaks for itself. Look at the teams they've played. They've played New England. They've played Buffalo. They've played um, Baltimore. And they've played Cincinnati. They're 3-1. and one. I going into the year, I thought this there'd be two and two, one and three. Fuck no, and they're about to play an easier schedule for the for, uh, for the foreseeable future. Yes, the Miami Dolphins. This has been so far a success. They're tied with Buffalo on top of the AFC East. I like, I like it. Number three, this is where this is where I might get shit for this. I'm gonna put Philadelphia, and I'm giving them an A plus also. Yes, they're undefeated. If you put them number one, I wouldn't argue with you. The two teams ahead of them, only reason I'm putting the other two teams ahead of Philadelphia, the only reason why I won't put Philadelphia one or two is because I think if Philadelphia played those two teams in the Super Bowl, I think they'll lose. I think they'll lose. But overall, I I did see Philadelphia going to the playoffs before the season started. I saw them being number one in the division. I didn't think they'll be undefeated all right off the bat and look good winning too. I didn't think I didn't think they'll be that dominant either. They got a couple more games coming up, and depending on how they look in those games, look if, if Philadelphia starts you off nine and 10 and zero, no way in hell my like on the if on the next power rankings because I will be doing one after what week nine or ten. Week nine or ten? Shit. No, 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 no. Excuse me. I'll probably do yeah after like around week eight, week nine. I'll probably be doing uh my second one. It'll be the midseason power rankings and grades. If Philadelphia's still undefeated by then, if they're eight and zero by then, yes, Philadelphia is gonna be number one. It's still because it's still too early, you know. It's still too early, right now because they're the only undefeated team. But if they're still like eight and zero, I mean, I'm not gonna be able to put them number three. They're gonna be number one probably. No, but now, the two best teams in football, or in the AFC, number two, the Buffalo Bills. I'm not giving them an A plus. I'm giving them an A because they're what I thought they would be. They're playing how they're supposed to be. They're three and one. Yes, you're supposed to be three and one. <laughs> they started off playing. Look, they haven't been playing scrubs. The Miami, I said this about Miami, and I'm gonna say this about Buffalo. Buffalo have not, they have not been playing scrubs at all, guys. They they played, they started off the year at LA Rams and mopped them. And fuck, I'm trying to remember who they played in week two. God, oh my, I, I forgot who Buffalo played in week two, and I'm about to, I'm I'm getting ready to try to remind myself who the hell they played week two. They who oh they play, uh, they they destroyed Tennessee. So think about this for a second for Buffalo. They played the Rams. They played the Titans. They played the Dolphins. And they've played um, the Ravens. Just think about that for a second. All the four teams they played are probably going to be in the playoffs. Or most likely are going to have a winning record. And the four teams they played, 
I mean, yeah, the four teams they played are probably going to end up having a winning record. And three of them made the three of them had a winning record last year. Those are some good teams they've played. Good teams they've played. And can't give I can't put them any higher because I think number number one's probably just a little better than them. The team that owns them in the playoffs, but Buffalo's playing like how they should be. And that kind of win is what they needed in week uh on, on Sunday against the Ravens. They looked sloppy at first, but they played a good team on the road, tough weather. And they're not known for winning close games, so kudos to them. Number one, they know how to win any other way. That's the Kansas City Chiefs, three and one. I'm give, I'm not gonna give them an A plus either. I'm not gonna give them an A plus either. That loss to the Colts, unexcusable. But they didn't really get outplayed, to be honest. And they're not getting outplayed in any game. They're playing however they want to play. They, they don't care. I mean, they're they're just dominating. That's what they do. They beat the Chargers. They beat the they beat the Chargers. They beat the Buccaneers. They beat the Cardinals. And they didn't just beat the uh, I think they're oh sorry my fault. They didn't just beat the Buccaneers. They beat the brakes off of them in Tampa, and that was a great performance. So yeah, that was that. I think that's it for me on the rankings. So let me know what y'all think about those, but. I'm going to get to this shit now. This will be quick. And I'm just I'm just going to be talking about who... It's kind of like a first quarter awards, per se. Uh, my MVP, I don't have a one. Look, I actually had one after three weeks, but it's a three-way tie. You could even put four. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. You can give me any of them. You can give me any of them, and I think they'll be MVP. Mahomes, he's playing like it. You can give it to Josh Allen. You can give it to Lamar Jackson. He's carrying the hell out of that team. You can give it to Jalen Hurts. Any of them. I, I, I don't really care. Defensive player of the year. I thought at the beginning of the year it would be uh, Micah Parsons, and he still looks like one of the top players. Don't get me wrong. But the guy who's been able to put up the numbers is Nick Bosa. I, I think Nick Bosa so far – Four games in, he's the defensive player of the year so far. Comeback player of the year, Saquon Barkley. It's, I mean, it's got to be Saquon Barkley. I mean, I don't know who – I don't know. I know Saquon didn't play last year, did he? <laughs> but, yeah, that's comeback player of the year. Most surprising team or teams. Look, honestly, it's just the Miami Dolphins. And, yes, I said everybody knew they were going to be better. That better? No. I was going to put Jacksonville, but I, you can't put a 2-2 two and two team as the most surprising team. Maybe if they pull off more wins, I could probably put them in the midseason awards. And technically, I'm putting the Giants. I'm only putting – I don't want to put the Giants, but because they are 3-1, and one, because, I mean, we didn't see that coming. So, yeah, we'll have them 3-1. and one. I mean, we'll have them um, in the most surprising team discussion. It's them and the Dolphins. Biggest disappointment. This is actually, I think I put like four teams. The Denver Broncos, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Indianapolis Colts, the Washington Commanders to a degree. Look, the Commanders, I, I don't think anybody expected this team to be a juggernaut, but I don't think they're going to be this pathetic. But the Colts should be a playoff team, and they're not playing like it. The Las Vegas Raiders should be a playoff team. And I understand how hard their division is, but you don't start off 0-3. 
The Denver Broncos are on paper the better team, and they have a two and two record, but they're not looking good doing it. So, so yeah, I'll put them in the biggest disappointment list. Other than that, I should be doing another podcast. I have to do it Friday. I'm gonna have to do it Friday. I, I can't do these on Saturday night anymore. Yes, that's when I have more time. But what's the point of doing a freaking prediction list, dropping that shit at 10, 11 at night? No one's going to listen to it until maybe the morning. By then, by, by the time they finish listening to that, the game's already started. That sounds good on paper, but no way in hell people are listening to it that quick already. So I think it's better to drop it on Friday night. People can listen to it on Saturday. And then... Sunday comes around because most NFL guys end up doing this shit on two, um, Thursdays or Fridays anyway. Might as well. Who get who cares about those freaking uh, injuries anymore at, at that point? By Fridays they should be already listed anyway. They're not. I mean, are they practicing Saturdays? Hell no. I don't. At least I don't think they should be. And and I got a uh, freaking the Alvin Kamara one made me very mad. The injury he was listed questionable. I understand he's playing a London game, but about 70% of questionables mean they're actually going to play. And he didn't play. Alvin Kamara, I should just drop him from my fantasy team at this point. He's, he hasn't played half the games, and he's not even putting up big numbers when he plays. I'm very, very disappointed. I'm very, very disappointed. Beyond disappointed. DeAndre Swift is going to be out. Oh, my goodness. Gracious, this is this is not what I thought this would be. But either way, either way, either way, that's it for uh, that's it for the that's it for this podcast. I want I hope y'all can let me know what I think about my uh, my power ranking so far. And yeah, that that should be it. That should be it for now. I should be seeing y'all at Friday night. I better be doing this Friday night. So, yeah, I'll be seeing y'all Friday night. That should be it for me. I hope all my slimes have a great rest of the week. And this slime is out of here.